Welcome back to a very special episode of After Hours with Friendingen Ekonomerna. I'm Elma, the host of the show, and I'll be bringing you the first proper election episode of this podcast. It felt appropriate to continue breaking new ground this episode as well, considering that this one enters us into the double digits. I'm one consistent birdie, you'll have to give me that. To accompany the special occasion of an election, I'm releasing the podcast from its regular format. There will be no association spotting this time around, but you may consider this an extended, very detailed version of it, if you so wish. This will also be the first episode to not feature my two cents, which may feel disloyal to our perfunctory format, but I will justify myself as follows. This episode is not about me at all. Inserting my own rants felt superfluous this episode because this one has a purpose and one purpose only, which is moving the association forward. I won't be hosting the pod forever, and as such, the pod needs to have a life outside of my own whims. I may make the case that this project wouldn't exist without my own narcissism, which is true to an extent, but the pod did also exist before me to serve a purpose outside of myself. Two things can be true at once, you know. The election for the 2022-2023 board is coming up, and it's coming up fast. Whether you are interested in applying for the board, looking for someone to convince you to apply, or simply just want to know more about our current board, this is the episode for you. I asked the board 10 questions in total, and I've compiled all of the best answers for you right here. To start us off on the right foot, I'll be introducing each member before their first appearance so that you can get to know them and their voices going forward. So sit back and relax as I get to the bottom of some burning questions. First out in answering our first question will be our head of marketing, Marella. I've delivered an ode to Marella on the pod before, so I'll keep it short. But as the head of marketing, she is kind of the closest thing to a boss that I have. Actually, she's way better than a boss. Marella is a worldly lady, if I've ever met one. Born in Greece, but she's lived in the US, Canada, and Albania finally settling in Sweden six years ago. Thank the heavens for that, because no one helps flip my mood for the better faster than Miss Morella. Our second appearance is by Alex, our current head of IT. Alex is currently studying a master's degree in operations management and control. And judging by his answers to the questions, he will be more than experientially well-equipped to take such projects on. During the summers, when he's not in the clutches of his board role, Alex runs a restaurant business with a friend. (coughs) Workaholic. You know what they say, though. Work hard, play hard. Alex no doubt adheres to this, as he's attended no less than 53 sick things during his time as a student. Get it, playa? These two will answer the first question, which pertains to their favorite memory and or experience during their time on the board. I mean, there's like a lot. I think one of the like nicest memories I've had uh, was on the board. 
surprised me for my birthday. They had bought a cake and I was literally like not expecting it at all. Uh, so that was super nice to get that kind of appreciation and that kind of thoughtfulness. Uh, so that was really nice to just know that they were there and uh, to celebrate uh, that special day with me. Uh, so I would say like one specific moment this year that was really awesome was when the entire board was invited to Uppsala uh, by Uppsala Economia. So the entire board went uh, during a weekend to, to Uppsala uh, to attend the Uppsala Ball. It was their jubileum. I think they turned the association turned fifty years, uh, and so it was at uh, in the Uppsala Castle. Uh, everyone was really nice dressed. It was a uh, frack for the guys, and uh, oh god damn! Yeah, yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> and uh, so we had this uh, three course dinner in the castle. It was maybe twenty five uh, feet up to the the ceiling. It was a really nice building, um, and then there was some waltz after the dinner. And of course, an after party at uh, Stockholm's Not Home in Uppsala. I think that really motivated me as well. I got a lot of inspiration for for this year. Uh, it was around in the beginnings, September, October, uh, and that's really a memory I will keep uh, with me forever. I think. To answer the second question, I'm bringing on Clyde, Simon, and Clara. Clyde is our current head of international affairs. He's currently in the International Business and Politics program, planning on majoring in finance. Clyde is a studious one, however. This is his second bachelor's degree, as he also has one in computer science. Clyde's from Albania, but has lived in Sweden for five years now. He's remarkably passionate about welcoming international students here in Stockholm, which is the kind of initiative I'm very fond of. When asked if there's anything else that I should know about him, he replies with the fact that he has a son and a family that he's very proud of. If that doesn't speak to his character, I don't know what does. Next up is Simon, who explicitly requested to be referred to as president and president only. As a fellow student association president, who am I to refuse a peer request like that? President indeed holds the title of association president and is currently studying a master's degree in operations management and control. Born in Lean Shopping, but Stockholm grown, President spends his time shopping, watching YouTube, and solving riddles when he's not doing board work. I can't say that I've ever had anyone list solving riddles upon being asked about their hobbies, but I'm just going to assume that our president maybe just has an affinity for the Riddler. I'll let his mischievousness speak for itself. Third is second vice president and head of internal communications, Clara. Born and raised in Stockholm, Clara is still well-traveled. During her two gap years, she worked and traveled around Asia, in addition to working an internship that brought her to London. Her hobbies include, and I quote, anything that is social interaction, but maybe boiled down to the specifics of sports, dancing, history, cooking, and pop culture, among other things. Outgoing, conscientious, and organized are all adjectives that come to mind when I think of Clara, but who better to relay that impression than the lady herself? Together, these three will be answering the question, what was the most difficult thing about being a part of the board? Well, um... This is a very um, strategic role. Um, I would not say difficult. Um, 
but I would say that requires a little bit more understanding, but it comes with time, uh, which is how to actually be a board member and what does it mean to be a board member. When you become a board member, you don't need to have any um, pre uh, prerequisites. You don't have to be an active member. I was not an active member. Um, I had no idea about the association before I became a board member. Uh, I had absolutely no clue uh, about what was going on in Stockholm University and Stockholm Business School because of the pandemic. I have had the luck and the chance to uh, have people that have supported me uh, in the board. And I've had the luck and the chance to work with people in the operations management group that have been very, very active. Um, as I'm part of, uh, as I was, and I still am part of uh, Federiet as a contact person for international students. Uh, I've worked with uh, great leaders, uh, with great generals, and with great project groups, with two of them. And both of them have been very successful. Um, uh, both of these editions of Federiet have been very, very good, considering that we came from, as I said, an isolation uh, period. Um, so trying to understand my position in the board uh, overall uh, is a little bit challenging in the beginning, but um, I've, as I said, gotten help from people around me that have made my activities successful in the board. So everyone in the board, we have uh, now the Festingen has uh, its own opening hours and office hours. Uh, someone from the board needs to be here between 12 and 4 every day. Um, that's not the hard part. The hard part is combining that with uh, finding your own routines. For example, with training, um, cooking every day. Yeah, I mean, I've been in the board for seven to eight months now, and it's not many times where I had my own food with me. Um, well, I get a lot of requests and like project plans and people wanting to create new ideas. Uh, which is amazing. That is also why I love being on the board. People are so ambitious around you, but sometimes you have to say no. It could be due to like policies or um, that maybe something wasn't really working out uh, or it could be small to big things that you sometimes have to say no. We're managing the strategic uh, work of the association and everything sort of needs to follow that path as well. Um, and that is really hard. Uh, to needing to say no to people because you don't really want to do that. And not because I do that uh, like regularly, but it had happened. And um, I would say that is the, the hardest thing. Well, that makes sense. I think you guys are in a lot of ways charged with being the strategic stewards of the association. And then that sometimes implies that you have to strike projects down that you don't think are going to be successful or that won't benefit the association and yeah. so on. But and I understand that that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, usually it's not like a single project. It can just be a theme or uh, where people are planning to be or uh, a specs video. It could be um, like it could be smaller things as well. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be like my own, I would say my own opinions. It could just be mm -hmm. like it doesn't go according to our policies or Clara and Alex will answer our third question, which pertains to the most important insights that they've obtained during their time on the board. Take it away. Yes, I remember having a meeting with the, the Lord Marshal, and he said, 
uh, you sort of have to kill your darlings because uh, the time you think that the time that you have on the board are so much longer than what it actually is. So you were start on, you have all these, I mean, projects and ideas and strategic thinking that you want to achieve, but uh, we're such a big organization that things take time. And then you maybe need to, I mean, put all your time and energy in a few projects and all of them. And then maybe sometimes you have to kill your darlings. I think previously, maybe didn't have a role with uh, nine people that are on the same level. Maybe it's been because I've been a project leader of a project, for example. And then everyone knows that it's kind of your vision. You decide on what's supposed to happen. But when you're nine people taking decisions and you're kind of all on the same level, it's a much different dynamic than what uh, maybe I was used to. Uh, so I kind of changed the way on how I present and how I put forward my vision. Uh, because in some ways you need to protect your uh, role description with what you're supposed to do during the year and uh, your, uh, what you want to achieve. And uh, so maybe in the beginning you are maybe a bit more uh, acceptant of others' positions as well. But uh, in the end, um, the entire board gets only better if you defend your positions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I meant before with uh, tough debates because sometimes you really don't agree. And, and that's fine. That's how it's supposed to be. Um, but that's a really good insight I've learned and that I will take with me uh, later on. Joining us in answering the fourth question is Mons. He is the board's newest addition as head of corporate relations. He may be young, but I'd argue that he most certainly has the best podcasting voice out of anyone on the board, definitely rivaling yours truly. Not saying that I feel threatened or anything, but I will be doing my best to match the base moving forward. Mons is born and bred here in Stockholm, and he's currently studying business administration with a concentration in finance. Accompanied by Morella, they'll be answering the question, what was easier than you thought it would be? Finding the motivation. Because even though we have a lot of things to do, uh, you always look forward to working with the board. Sometimes you even prioritize it before school, before work, because it's so much fun. So I would say just making time for it. Oh, yeah. In the beginning, I was a bit, um, not stressed, but it was like a lot of thinking of how am I going to coordinate with all of these groups and like with the timing, because in the beginning, uh, before we implemented Slack, it was a lot of like you you sending out emails, not getting emails back, and then trying to chase people on Messenger, which was very, yeah, it was a bit chaotic, but thanks to heads up to the head of IT who implemented Slack. <laughs> uh, best thing ever, like communication so smooth and yeah, it, it works perfectly fine. But that was my worries in the beginning, like how to coordinate with mm-hmm. with people and committees and even know the face because we are like such a big association. There's so many projects going on. It was hard to know like who is who, uh, especially with the smaller project groups but now you know everyone just because there there are faces on slack and you know their title and it's quite easy now to coordinate so that's much more easier (laughs) than i thought it would be joining us last but certainly not least is our first vice president and head of education beatrice there's a lot to say about beatrice you don't have to know her very well in order to feel comforted by her presence which is a very special quality to possess However, she offered up a story for this segment, so that is the story that I will tell. 
Once upon a time, Beatrice was visiting a friend that lives in the same building as Gabor, our head of IT. That night, while riding a perpetual wave of affection and friendship, she decided to leave some tomatoes and an open cider outside of his door. Who wouldn't want their friend to wake up to such a lovely surprise? Auxiliary context is that Alex was heading to an exam the next morning, so he was sure to encounter the tomatoes and the cider in the early hours of the next day. When Beatrice was leaving her friend's place that very morning, she decided to stop by his floor to see if the items were still outside the door. As the elevator doors opened, Alex opens his door and busts Beatrice in the elevator. What had been intended to be a nonsensical prank went bad instantly, as Beatrice had to explain the presence of the tomatoes and herself. Needless to say, for a brief moment, things might have been a bit awkward between these two. However, let this be a testament to the positive dynamics within the board, because that awkwardness certainly does not linger today. As you can tell, Beatrice has no shortage of good stories. She'll be joined by President in answering question five, which asks, what motivated you to apply? Um, I don't think I had anything specific that motivated me. Um, I guess I started studying during Corona um, when we had um, education on distance and I thought it was super boring. I wanted to meet new people um, new friends and I think it was quite like a whole new world open to me when I joined the board and the association um, so it's, it was quite cool uh, but I wouldn't say like I had a specific goal I just thought it would be a fun thing and it turned out to be so much more than I thought it would be so it's great uh, so I started the university um... I started at Stockholm Business School in 2018, so it's four years ago now. Uh, next fall it will be four years. Um, and I've been kind of active in the association from the first day, you know, as a micro, then as a buddy twice, as the general for Faberiet, project group for Spring Ball. And I mean, last year I thought it would be the last uh, Last year, uh, during the spring, where we had to cancel the uh, physical spring ball and to host it online, uh, I honestly thought it would be the last time we ever saw restrictions. Uh, unfortunately, they were extended um, after that, but I felt like it was a natural step um, in the right direction to apply for the board, since I've done a lot of different things in the association, um, and I wanted to have a more a position which entails more leadership um, responsibilities. So I felt like it was a natural step. Uh, and I always always looked up to the persons in the board. From the first day, I thought um, one uh, thought that struck me was, OK, I want to be one of those. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, here we are now. Yeah, that's so sweet. Well, it does seem like your goal did come true to some extent. Yeah, I guess you can say that. And uh, why I applied to the treasurer position in the first place was because um, I've worked with, um, I have working experience from kind of the same things as the responsibilities of the treasurer. Uh, so that was a natural step. 
and working with things that I recognize from my previous experiences uh, is I felt like that was going to be um, good and uh, not take on too much new responsibility uh, at the same time. Uh, but then six months in, um, Maya unfortunately stepped up as president and uh, well, we made an internal decision in the board first. Uh, and I felt like, okay, um, it's been so great for the last six months. I've had, I had, I have so many good memories and I just want to do this and do it even more than I do already. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, okay, uh, this is maybe something for me and an opportunity that I can take. So I applied and on the first Express Association meeting, I got uh, officially elected. Yeah. And I've had a blast ever since. <laughs> Alex and Clyde will be answering question six, which asks what specific piece of advice they would offer their successors at handoff. I mean, it's kind of connected to what we talked about before uh, defending your own turf, like you said. Um, And I would say, I mean, don't let others kind of dictate your ambition level, Uh, set your vision, set what you want to achieve and kind of defend that position throughout the year. because people, uh, after some time, they will have opinions about your work and how you do it. But it's really important to, to keep your own vision and keep your own goals because that's how you know you will succeed or, or not in your position. Be open-minded. Uh, be um, curious. Be dedicated. Um, and have and ask for help. Um, that is the um, one of the things that I have noticed is that sometimes you um, don't ask for help or, or we as people don't ask for help because we want to excel. Uh, we want to do our, we want to show the best of ourselves uh, as like we want to prove something. That is not the case with the association here. Uh, the association, um, as I said uh, before, accepts people that have no experience, accepts people that have a lot of experience and accepts uh, all kinds of backgrounds without any prerequisites. It's a student association that is available to everyone uh, that wants to be engaged. And just the fact that you want to be engaged is very, very valuable for us. Um, so uh, the advice would be just to yeah, be engaged, uh, talk uh, to um, uh, our stakeholders, at least more specifically when it comes to my role, um, the advice that I would give since now we're becoming a union, uh, we will be a union uh, which will change um, some of the uh, structures within the board and some of the structures within the association would be to actually influence more the educational part when it comes to international students. That would be the more, let's say, technical part of it uh, that I would like my successor to follow up as I have followed up my predecessors uh, on uh, what they have built uh, during their time in the association. This is a one-year uh, position. It can be extended to two years. Uh, if, uh, uh, not that I, not that I um, um, don't like the association enough to uh, <laughs> candidate for another mandate. I don't think anyone would say that based no. on your answers. But, exactly. <laughs> But uh, uh, it's important to bring, as I said, fresh ideas and fresh mind uh, to the to the table because that is how our association has grown and uh, has become this very, very strong organization that is becoming a union now. Marilla, Alex, and Mons will answer question seven, which reads as follows. 
how many hours of work do you do per week? Uh, I mean, this really depends. Of course, like in some periods you have like a lot more going on. And I would say, for example, the beginning of the semesters, that's where you put a lot of hours uh, because, of course, you need to send out emails, you need to coordinate, you need to buy the merch, uh, which does take time. Um, I would say expect a minimum of 20, 25 hours per week. Minimum range, I would say. (laughs) Yes, but of course it depends on your ambition and what you really want to achieve. But I feel like with the handover process, uh, I'm sure the next person will have much less uh, work upon their hands. (laughs) I mean, I had prepared like uh, this small sentence uh, where I wrote none because it's not work, it's a lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But to be honest, um, I mean, you don't apply to the board and expect to counter the number of hours that you will do. Uh, you will do way many hours than what's expected. <laughs> uh, maybe the others will have uh, different uh, answers, but uh, I think uh, you apply to the board because you want to dedicate uh, one year and have the best student life possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the, the actual number of hours that you're gonna spend is not really relevant as a, as a board member. I would say that you need to spend at least 20 hours a week when you're in contact with different companies and you need to maintain those contacts and establish new contacts as well for Fremling and Konomina. And then it depends on what you call working because attending events, I feel like it's so much fun. So if you want to do that as well, you will probably spend a few more hours per week, but it's definitely worth it. It might not feel like work. <laughs> no, exactly. Question eight had the most varied answers, and as such, will have the most answers on offer. Chiming in on this one is President, Beatrice, Clyde, and Clara, all answering the question of what little-known perks are associated with their roles. I mean, one thing I didn't know when I stepped on uh, was that the school actually listens to us and take our our opinions into account a lot. Uh, So me and the the vice president, Beatrice, uh, we also have a position in the institutional board meetings uh, where we attend uh, with SBS and they really value our opinions because I mean, we represent all the students and of course they take the students' opinions into account when making decisions, Um, yeah. So that's one thing I didn't know, which I really appreciate. Yeah, so a perk I think people should know about is that as head of education, you get to participate in something called the U9 Network, which is a collaboration between nine um, economic associations around Sweden. Uh, So twice per semester, you travel to another university. Um, So every university in this network hosts the event once and then it goes around and um, so you travel there you go on a three-day conference and um, along with like getting to network and meeting all the different people uh, you also get super inspired and uh, by the other other associations and you also have a really fun time with like sittings and other activities and um, and i think that's super fun i have had the time of my life on these um conferences so definitely a perk having this 
beautiful house. I don't think it's, um, I, I would say that it's a perk for each and every one of us as uh, active members and also as members of Ferenian Economina. Uh, this is a great perk uh, to have this beautiful building that we can be here. Uh, it's a luxury coming from where I come from. Uh, this is uh, something that it's not imaginable to have as a student. Uh, I come from a very, very poor and different background. And uh, uh, in my country, we cannot imagine this kind of things. Um, perks, uh, we travel a lot. Uh, as I said before, one of my best experiences as, as an international student is going to Uppsala uh, and seeing basically uh, traveling in Sweden and having that kind of uh, perspective. So traveling is a big, big perk. You get to know people. You get to um, uh, visit a lot of uh, a lot of places that uh, I wouldn't have the chance to visit before, and um, knowledge. I believe and it's maybe not not it's not a perk, but uh, it, could we learn, it could be. You learn a lot. You learn a lot by being in the board. Uh, you grow your leadership, um, um, your leadership skills. That is that is something that. You don't have the possibility to do it if you're not part of the association. So if you're not part of this uh, organization that we're here, you don't learn, as I said before, by doing things. And that is very, very important. It's like a, an experiment that you can conduct without actually ruining something, without having a lot of issues that you have created because you wanted to go one way or you wanted to try things in another way. Uh, this is some a, a culture that we want to implement, and the association has implemented also before, that uh, people should not be afraid to make their own decisions, fail, uh, or succeed. Uh, mostly succeed, because we have great people uh, within the association. Uh, but that is definitely a perk that you can have in an organization where uh, you are accountable, of course, for your actions, but you're not going to be punished for your actions because as i said this is a learning curve and a learning process and it's something that you might not have in your professional life because those perks are translated into you most most of the time getting fired or <laughs> other things that uh, other things that your boss might not like you anymore and yeah those kind of stuff so we like people that uh, fail in our association um you get the best student life uh i would say that is the best perk and that i mean like you get to go to so many fun events both like with companies smaller events bigger ones um uh, on campus in stockholm uh but also all around of sweden and that is a perk but also if you if you want to think bigger it's also um it's very unusual situation that you as a student are able to, I mean, managing sort of a, such a big organization where we have, I don't know, maybe 1,500 active members, no, not active members, members, um, and then maybe 200 active ones. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that you will experience that in I mean, if I will experience again, it would be in a couple of years. <laughs> no, I do think you're right. I think that that's a unique thing when it comes to not just student life, but associations in general. I think that, you know, the scope of feeling in a phenomena is massive in a way that isn't 
all that common. And I do think, like you say, it's a very unique experience to get to kind of be in the midst of the management and operations of such an entity at such a young age too. It probably has taught you a lot. <laughs> yeah, you, you learn a lot of things and you get a lot of experience and it's super, super fun. But it could also be like legal things you get to learn, like what can an organization do and not do? And even now that we have become a union, like what differences does that make? What, how much is the school involved? Like you learn a lot of things that you can even apply to bigger corporations. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, uh, I would say that it's a perk. Um, no, I'm inclined to agree. I think yeah. you're right. <laughs> Mons and Clara will be answering the introspective ninth question of what they would maybe have done differently given what they know now. If there's anything I would do differently, it's applying to the board during the fall because I got elected in January when someone stepped off. So I would have loved to sit for two semesters. That's my only thing I regret. Yes, I would have created a vision from start in a sense where uh, when I started off, it was sort of, it was also hard because of COVID. You didn't really know what was going to happen and what was going on. But when I started, it was like in the middle of Fadriet, uh, which takes a lot of, uh, takes a lot of my time at least uh, and it would have been great I think to have a clear vision on all the projects that was going to happen uh, and with all the activity plans and help the planning with the OMG that has been great this semester it's been working super great but I think that I mean we sort of had a pause on the association for one and a half year mm -hmm. and I didn't I didn't think that it maybe would affect as much as it did because I mean, we didn't have a lot of events, so it was hard to see like from tradition, like a tradition aspect, because so much of the information had like was already gone. And I think that maybe I would have, it would be great if I had realized that earlier. I would say, uh, it been, I mean, it's been going like, it's been working out either way. Yeah, um, I have no doubt that you've recovered from that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was sort of hard as well, because I didn't know all the all the things that we did either or had been to all the things that we've done. So, yeah, no, I can imagine that it was difficult coming in at the time that you did, because like you say, since because of Corona and distance learning and everything, a lot of things were put on ice. And so it's hard to know then if you haven't even gotten to do these things as like a participant, how are you supposed to know how to lead them? That isn't very intuitive. Yeah. And I mean... Um, Matt has also been helping out a lot. They were helping out with all like the history and everything. But it, I mean, as I am sort of the responsible for the social pillar of the association, it has been, or it was in the beginning sort of hard to understand like what, what are we able to do? What do we usually do? How much do we do everything? And yeah, how many events do we usually have per month? For example, mm -hmm. like uh, things like that. The tenth and final question asks what they will miss the most as they step off. Beatrice, Mons, and Clyde kindly offer their answers. Everything. Simple as that. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely everything. I, mean, I think that that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, yeah, everything. Like, like having my whole week planned with fun activities, yeah, and spending time with the board. I will miss the um, 
the energy during um, uh, during fin sitting. I'll miss the energy during uh, during the after parties. I will miss the energy in the boardroom when we have long discussions. Uh, I will I'll miss the trips. Uh, those were very very nice trips that we've had. But I believe I believe that I will be around. Uh, so uh, I hope you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I believe that I will be around because um, I uh, I know that the association is um, is is a very the association is very dear to me. It's very important to to keep a kind of uh, connection, even if I will not be perhaps anymore head of international affairs or board member or active member. Uh, we don't know. I don't know either. Uh, so uh, uh, there might be a position for me in the future of the association or not. But uh, I definitely will miss the social part of it. I will definitely miss the uh, communications and the fun we've had with with our fellow board members and all the people from the OMG that, uh, that I've been in contact with. I will definitely not miss uh, Simon's uh, snus uh, um, selection. Uh, that is something that is uh, <laughs> that is something that Simon will know uh, if he if he is going to listen. I think that he will listen to the podcast. He will understand that. No, um, it will be all the memories that I've created during this year uh, are very very precious to me and are very dear to me and. Uh, Definitely, I'll miss uh, all the activities that I've uh, I've had throughout this uh, last uh, eight nine months. If this episode piqued your interest in applying, you should know that on the eleventh of March, aka this Friday, there will be an election pub at Festingen. Free tickets are available in the Orbi app. If you're thinking about applying for any of the board positions, this is your chance to mingle and ask our board members all of your burning questions that I didn't get to cover in this episode. Applications close on March 13th, so I'd advise you to start on that CV and motivational letter ASAP if you haven't already. That is going to be all for this very special episode. Thank you for tuning in. Hope to have you back next episode. Regardless, have a good day, morning, or night, wherever in the world you are. See you soon.